Grace is receiving a gift you haven't earned and don't deserve. So what is grace to you? Do you treat it as a free pass or an agent of change in your life? Well, to experience grace is to be changed from top to bottom, inside and out. Jesus enters in and changes everything. And His grace not only saves you and me from eternal separation from God, but it also begins to change us right here and now. Grace is not satisfied with sitting still or coasting. It is either growing or withering in your life. In that way, it is just like sin, and you and I either feed it or starve it. We are asked often how we are led to call this app Abide. Well, abiding with Christ means that you and I pursue Jesus and flee from sin because sin is crouching at the door and its desire is to overtake us. This is why communion with God in prayer is so crucial and important. When you and I rest in His presence and speak with Him in prayer, we experience His love and grace, and it is sufficient. Time with Him causes us to want more time with Him. His nearness causes us to only desire His nearness. There's nothing comparable to experiencing God in this way. Do you wish your time with God was more rich and abiding? Well, join me today as we meditate, reflect, and pray about feeding truth from Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. But as we do, join me first in a time of opening prayer. Dear merciful God, my heart is prone to wander often. Lord, I feel it deep inside me. I'm so easily tempted and won over by sin's empty promises and lies. I keep forgetting how truly awful sin is and the consequences that it has in my life. My mind and heart rationalize sin, but it always drives a wedge into my relationship with you. I'm so sorry. Even though sorry doesn't encompass how I feel, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Help me to crave your presence and to desire to walk the way you have set out for me to walk. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So when you're ready today, and don't rush this, find an intentional time and place to relax. Just become still, silent, quiet, and become present with God. Whether standing, kneeling, sitting, leaning, posture yourself before God. Be aware of Him. Take several slow, deep breaths and close your eyes softly for the duration of our time together. Notice and settle into this sacred space with God. Is there anything driving that wedge between you and God today? Now is a perfect time to confess that before we go on. 
He is big enough to take whatever you carry today. I know that may be hard and frightening, but remember that He's a God of grace, love, mercy, and forgiveness. God is Lord of creation and God of my life and yours. He is holy and perfect, yet he always allows us into his presence. Listen to him during our time today. Ask him to speak to you as I read from Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. What word stood out to you? A new fresh word or something that you remember from before? Listen to that passage again. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Which word did you center on? Be quiet, silent, and still for a moment. Just notice that word. Repeat it to him now. And let the repetition be your prayer. What are you feeding in your life? Sin or righteousness? Are you, as Paul encourages Timothy, turning from sin and pursuing devotion to God? When was the last time you rested in God's presence in prayer? Consider that now in meditation. With eyes still closed now, listen again as I read from the Amplified Version of Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For the remarkable, undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to reject ungodliness and worldly, immoral desires, and to live sensible, upright, and godly lives lives with a purpose that reflect spiritual maturity in this present age. What is God showing you about himself through this passage this time? What is he teaching you today?
and let this reflection be your prayer. He gives grace upon grace upon grace. And by nature, grace is never something we can deserve or earn. Because of the holy nature of God, His grace is something beautiful, remarkable. Take a moment and consider the character of God and the grace that covers the widest chasm between Himself and us. Let that reflection be your prayer. Grace is free, but it doesn't leave us as we are. It utterly changes us from the inside and acts as a catalyst for lives filled with purpose and spiritual maturity. So how does grace affect your life? How does it move you? What a great question for us to meditate on before God. Listen one and final time as I read and you reflect on Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and complete devotion to God. That moment on the cross, the one where Jesus breathed out, It is finished, and sacrificed himself. That moment when the veil separating holy God from defiled man, grace was revealed. That moment you truly believed in your heart, and for the first time declared with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, grace took root. So what does grace mean to you? What a beautiful opportunity to reflect and meditate on that word before God in prayer.
In Philippians chapter 2, Paul says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So grace isn't a passive, abstract concept for us to just think about. It is actively at work in the life of every believer, in your life. What do you think it means for you to work out your salvation? Let these next few moments be your reflection on that in prayer. The Christian life isn't just about one change. It's a continual work in progress. If he is a sculptor, let's say, what is he doing in your life right now? What is he sculpting? Is he using that giant chisel or is he just sanding you down a little bit? Do you trust that what he is doing is good, even if it hurts? Reflect on that in meditation before God. Join me now in a time of closing prayer. Dear, holy, sculpting God, it is your presence and nearness that I desire most today. Because when I encounter you, my appetite for sin is shown to be what it really is, a sad imitation of the true fullness and joy that is found only in you. In you is life and life to the full. Help my heart to know that today, to believe that today, to seek that today. I mean, let me really, really know it. You are water and streams in the desert and a light to my dark path. Give me a fully devoted heart, dear Lord. Bind my wandering heart to you and let my life be spent in helping those who are lost and far away from you, for them to be found and draw near to you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. So let's end today as we begin by breathing deeply before the world comes rushing back in. Just stay here for as long as you can, breathing deeply with your eyes closed. And before you get up to go, Think one more time about what God spoke to you today in prayer. Internalize what God revealed to you in your meditation today. 
allow the grace of God to do its work in your life today. And as you strive towards realizing God's grace, I hope that brings you into a place of peace that lasts throughout your day as you continue to meditate, reflect, pray, and abide in Christ.